every day, Monday through Friday, by the makers of Ovaltine. How many times have you fellows and girls listening in said to yourself, gee, but I wish I could meet Captain Midnight sometime. He certainly must be a swell guy to know. Yes, I'm sure you've often wished you could meet Captain Midnight. Well, sir, I've made arrangements for you to meet him right now in a personal interview direct from microphone to you. Here's Captain Midnight himself. Hello, fellas and girls. Say, this is a treat. I've been wanting to talk with you for a long time. First, because you young folks are my favorite kind of people. Second, because I have something very important to tell you. It seems to me that nobody quite realizes how important you young folks really are. Now, here's what I mean. In just a few short years, you fellas and girls will be grown up. You'll be the generals and the admirals and the ace pilots. You'll be in charge of the government and of big business, of everything in the world. You fellas and girls sitting there in front of your radios tonight, you're the leaders of the future. You're going to run the world of tomorrow. It'll be a challenging job, a mystifying and exciting job. Why, I say, it's like standing alongside of a great big shiny brand new super airplane, having somebody say, step in, buddy, right up into the pilot seat. Tomorrow, you're going to start flying this thing yourself. Yes, tomorrow, you young folks are going to be running this exciting new world. So you certainly want to be ready for that job, don't you? You want to be so healthy and rugged, packed with courage and pep and stamina, that you can take over the job like veterans. So here's what I want to suggest to you. Be sure you get the right kind of food every day. The right kind of food to make you as strong and husky and alert as you can possibly be. And that means, above all, drink your Ovaltine every single day. Drink two or three glasses of Ovaltine every day and eat three good meals with some citrus fruit or tomatoes. Now, if you'll do this, you'll be as husky and fit as food can make you to be the leader you want to be in the new world that's in the making. Thank you, fellas and girls, and happy landings. Thank you, Captain Midnight. I'm sure every fellow and girl listening wants to be a leader and appreciates your friendly advice about good meals and Ovaltine every day for strength and stamina. Now, be sure to stay tuned in after tonight's adventure for an important interview with a United States Army nurse who saw many months of service overseas. She'll have a mighty interesting story to tell you. That's right after tonight's adventure. Be sure to listen. And now, on with a thrill-packed chapter, The Mountain Battle with Captain Midnight and the Secret Squadron. So far, the guerrillas under General Chu and the Secret Squadron agents under Captain Midnight have prevented the huge Jap army from pouring across the pass, which is the last barrier protecting the hidden runway. As a last desperate measure, five steel drums filled with fragmentation bombs were rolled down the mountainside, exploding with terrific force as they reached the bottom. In addition, Captain Midnight has sent word to Chuck to take off in his Jap fighter for a strafing mission if he hears three star shells burst in rapid succession. While all this is taking place, Ichabod Mudd, helped by Joyce, is working desperately to install the release mechanism for his secret weapon in the Jap bomber flown by Spike Randall. Our first scene opens in the summit of the ridge, where Captain Midnight is kneeling behind a machine gun. Octane is ready with extra ammunition belts. A few steps away, lying on the ground with a rifle, is the messenger who came from General Chong. On the other side of Captain Midnight is Spike Randall. It's now almost three o'clock in the morning. Listen as Spike exclaims. Yeah, the smoke's lifting. I can see farther into the valley. Hey, guns, sir, I... I never saw anything like it. The valley is littered with bodies. Uh, I think not necessary to give signal for honorable Chuck. Yeah, I don't think so either. And anyway, we've got five more drums full of fragmentation bombs. Your idea was a lifesaver, Spike. 
If it hadn't been for those drums, the Japs would have been over the ridge now. Machine gun ready to shoot now. All right, Ating. But I think we can save our ammunition. The Japs who are alive on the slope are running downhill. The Japs that reached the top were killed by the gorillas. Uh, look, see, Captain Midnight. General Chu come this way. Yes, I think so, I see. Here I am, General Chu. You and your men fight very well, Captain Midnight. I do not think it possible to hold Jap back. But there is a big explosion. I do not know what is caused. That's an idea of Lieutenant Ram. He had some of your men fill steel drums with fragmentation bombs. When the Japs got two-thirds up the hill, we rolled them down. That was very well planned. I think now Japs give up until daybreak. Yeah, we both know the Japs can't be held off longer than daybreak. What are we to do then? That is what I wish to talk about. You have job to do in Hidden Valley. You'll take off in plane, use secret weapon of honorable mud to destroy supply depot. Afterward, you cannot return Hidden Runway. I realize that. And we may not be able to get away at all. But if we do, we must fly to meet General Chong. He sent a messenger who just arrived a few minutes ago. Then it is most important you make escape. General Chong, not sent for you, I say, and possibly... Look, see, down valley! Great guns, I... Well, I can't believe my eyes. There's a solid mass of soldiers as far down the valley as we can see. I have an idea, sir. All right, Spike. Your ideas are pretty good. Let's have it. Chuck can take off in his fighter plane and be strafing the Japs from the air. That'll help to hold them back a bit longer. Then he can join us as soon as we take off. Think that very good plan. All right, we'll do it that way. Chuck already knows the signal is a burst of three star shells, so we won't have to send him a second message. But what about Mud and Joyce? They would know what to expect. Yes, absolutely. How much longer do you think we have, General Chu? Think perhaps can stay here maybe 20 minutes longer. All right, Ating. You go to the runway at once and warn Joyce and Mud. If the star shell signal hasn't been given by that time, tell Chuck what we're doing. Yes, Captain Midnight. And by the way, where's Captain Boudreau? He's on that machine gun farther along the ridge. All right. You better stop and tell Captain Boudreau what our plans are also. When all the machine guns cease firing, he's to run to the plane. Yes, Captain Midnight, I give him message. I then go to the plane. You will take messenger from General Chong with you. Yes, certainly, General Chu. He'll be able to help guide us to the field where we're to land. We haven't much time to wait. Look where those chaps are now. Very soon, I shall give signal to release drum. Then, after drum reach bottom and explode, we'll fire a final round of machine gun. Then must go. That's about it, General Chu. And before things start getting hot, I want to shake hands with you and tell you goodbye. I don't know what we'd possibly have done without you. I, I just want you to know how grateful my agents and I are. Thank you, Captain Midnight. And my men and I are also grateful for what you have done for us. Perhaps, perhaps we meet again. I hope so. The Japs are about 70 yards away, sir. Yes, Spike, I see. You better get ready to give that signal for the drums. Okay, sir. And where's that messenger from General Chong? Oh, here, Captain Midnight. All right. You better help me with this machine gun. What's your name? Uh, name Archie, Captain Midnight. Very glad to help with machine gun. Must I shoot quick, Captain Midnight? Chef soldiers start to run. Then we'd better give the signal for Chuck to take off. Men with star shells to our left. I wish to them. All right, General, you go ahead. Three star shells will give us plenty of light to see what happens. No, Spike, no! Okay! Drum rolls start for Chef soldier. They try to get out of way. As soon as those bombs explode, we'll fire the last rounds from our machine guns. Let those drums go through the Japs. In a couple of seconds, they'll reach the bottom. Take a first barrel. Now come others. Here goes for the guns. We've got him, I tell you. We've got him. Look down in the bottom of the valley. But Jeff is still alive. We're running every which way. Hey, look at the soldiers on the slope. They're completely demoralized. But look farther into the valley after midnight. Yes, I see. You were right, General Chu. Those soldiers are continuing up the valley in one solid wall. Nothing can stop them. They'll march across the bodies of their comrades. And we haven't any more barrels with bombs. I think this is in my American friend. Now we say goodbye. Yes, General Chu, this is it. We better get away while we have time. And then, 15 minutes, Jeff Army march over a ridge. We must be far away by that time. Yeah, we gotta get moving. Those fresh Jeff troops are starting up the slope. Ah, uh, there come Annabelle Chuck. And he'll keep those Japs occupied for a few minutes. I'll say, Will. Listen to that. 
Once more, goodbye and good luck to you and your man, Captain Midnight. Goodbye, General Chu, and good luck to you. Come on, Spike. Come on, Archie. We must run for the plane. And leaving Captain Midnight and his companions to race for the hidden runway, we go above and into the Jap fighter plane, which has dived so viciously on the Japs in the valley below. Chuck is sitting in the pilot's seat, looking through the gun sights, while Joyce is sitting in the gunner's turret behind, facing toward the tail of the plane. Listen as she explains. I'm all set, Chuck. Let me know when to begin shooting. I'm pulling the nose up now. I'll tell you when. Okay. I'm beginning to see Jeff through my sight. Now, start shooting. This is swell. When you can't see him, I can. Yeah, but neither one of us will be able to see him when I'm making turns. All right, now. I'm getting ready to bank. And I'm getting out of range. I'll be turned around to Jiffy. Then I can start in again. What about the gorillas and Captain Midnight? Well, I was just looking as I was turning. I can't see any firing from the ridge. Then Captain Midnight and General Chu must have left. I sure hope they get to the plane all right. They'll have time enough, because the Japs won't know the trail through the woods. Watch it now. I'm starting in again. I can see further down the valley, Chuck. There's just no end of the Japs' soldiers. I never saw so many in my life. We've got to hold them back as long as we can. Get ready now. I'm just coming in range. Here goes. I'm really pulling them down this time. I'll keep shooting till you pull up again. That's the stuff. Boy, oh boy. We're really doing the job this time. Hey, there's some officers in front of the man. They're urging the men forward. But the soldiers don't like this crazy. There. Now I'm out of range. Yeah. And I'm pulling up the bank again. Look in the center of the valley, Chuck. The soldiers are moving forward to the solid mass. How about going up and down the valley instead of across? Well, we'd get more Japs that way. And what we're trying to do is prevent their crossing the ridge. Watch it now. Here we go again. Some of those chaps are almost to the top. Yeah, we can't get them all. This time I'll take the ones closest to the ridge. Here goes my gun. How long shall we stay here? I think we're about through. Captain Midnight should be taking off in another minute. I'm in range now. We've got to be over the hidden runway when Captain Midnight takes off. I know. we got to join him as he climbs to the hidden runway. If we missed him, we might never be able to find him. Are you out of range? Yeah. This time I'm banking to the right. I'll slip over the top of the ridge, and in a couple of seconds we'll be above the hidden runway. There, I'm finished. I think we stopped him for a couple of minutes. Yeah, but that's about all. Well, we're across the ridge. I'm slipping toward the runway. Captain Midnight must be in the air already. I'm looking for the plane now. I should be able to see the engine exhaust. Blazing beacons. The plane's on the runway, and the engines haven't been started. Something's gone wrong. Well, what could have happened to Captain Midnight and those with him? He had plenty of time to reach the plane and get into the air. And in a very few minutes, the Jap army will be pouring across the ridge in a mighty stream. Will the secret squadron commander be able to take off before he's captured? Don't miss the excitement as we finish this thrilling chapter, The Mountain Battle. And now, we have a very charming guest here to talk to you tonight. She's Second Lieutenant Norma Barker of Racine, Wisconsin. Lieutenant Barker has been a member of the United States Army Nurses Corps for three years and is now on duty at the Gardner General Hospital in Chicago. Lieutenant Barker, where was it you saw overseas duty? I was in Australia for 14 months, Mr. Andre. And will you tell us something about your experiences there? Well, we were on duty at a station hospital near Brisbane. It was a small hospital, just 500 beds. When they brought the Marines in following the action at Guadalcanal, 
We had to increase our accommodations to take care of a thousand sick and wounded men. Lieutenant Barker, we've heard a great deal about the wonderful morale of our servicemen. Yes, Mr. Andre, and you can believe all the good things you've heard. I've never seen such fine spirit. Many of them are youngsters, of course, and seem more interested in the souvenirs they'd taken from the jet than they were in the terrific experience to which they had been. One of the Marines gave me a Japanese one-shilling note he'd picked up at Guadalcanal. The Japs literally, literally had bales of this money with them, ready to issue once they'd taken Australia. And how did those men who'd been in action feel about the Japs? Well, you'd have thought they'd been ready to rest up a while after all they'd been through. But, Mr. Andy, we practically had to tie those sick and wounded men down. They were so impatient to get back into action. Well, thank you, Lieutenant Barker. And now, do you have a personal message for all the people listening in? Yes, Mr. Andre, I have. I've talked to a lot of men back from the battlefront, and the one subject those heroic men are always most anxious to discuss is their loved ones at home. They never for one moment doubt that you're backing them up. They know you're behind them all the way, and they're counting on you. Yes, and we must be worthy of that trust. How can we show our fighting men we're willing and eager to help? Well, right now, there's a great need for paper salvage. Our government must have paper for the manufacture of important war equipment, for packing and shipping food, medicine and ammunition to the war zones. Save waste paper, every scrap you can lay your hands on. Collect waste paper. Ask your teacher or local salvage committee where to take it. Paper salvage is a vital home front activity for the duration. And tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, to Captain Midnight. Until tomorrow, then, this is Pierre Andre, your overseas announcer, saying goodbye and happy landing. This is the Blue Network.